Welcome back to the Querida Mari podcast. I am your host, Maria. I have not been around in a really long time. So if you're listening to me, um, welcome. Welcome to 2024. And if you're watching me on YouTube, welcome back. I am welcoming myself back because I have not recorded a video for you in God knows how long. Um, just so that you know, there's plenty of meditations available for you. There's body scans, there's um, meditations like meditation with the La Virgen Maria, La Virgen de Guadalupe. Creo que tengo una, una meditación así. So there's another thing too that I want to bring for, the, for you this um, and for myself is um, I'm going to be recording more podcasts in Spanish because the Querida Mari podcast has been created with a Latina woman in mind. And so even though the information that I share is for everyone, regardless of color, gender, and um, wh whatever part of the world that you come from, this podcast, the intention of this podcast is for the Latina woman however you identify as a woman. Um, and today I have something which is before you go to couples counseling, um, listen to this podcast, share this podcast. If one of your uh, friends are considering going to couples counseling and something that I've been seeing a lot um, in my practice and also with other uh, clinicians as well, and online in the online space. And that is that there's uh, couples go to couples therapy thinking that the therapist is going to change and get the relationship healthy. And everybody has different um, different goals when they, when they have, I mean, when they go to therapy. So make sure that when you go to, you know, when you seek counseling, make sure that the goals that you have in mind, you share that with your partner, um, and also in regards to, and you share those goals with your therapist, because the therapist is going to ask you what your goals are for the relationship and not for you, not for your partner, what the goals are for the relationship. So I am going, I have my notes here that I've, that I've taken, um, for you. So one of the things that I want you to do is like, imagine, right? This is something that I, that I, um, work with, with when I see couples is that the relationship, imagine the relationship being a child or being like a pet. So you take your child to the doctor and you take the, or your pet to the veterinarian. Um, and so you both go because you're both worried about your child. You talk to the pediatrician, you express to the pediatrician, the symptoms that your child is expressing you know, if the child has a fever, if the child is vomiting at night, um, keeping, you know, like not sleeping well at night. So you explain to the doctor the symptoms that your child is expressing, okay? Now, if you reflect that to your relationship, you will be telling the therapist the symptoms that you um, and your partner are seeing in the relationship, for example, lack of connection. A lot of people say, oh, we can't communicate. And 
they always communicate. Like we are always communicating, whether we are silent or whether we're talking or whether we're yelling and screaming or whatever, that is part of the communication. Unfortunately, maybe those communication styles aren't the healthiest, but the communication is there. The connection, however, is what's probably not there. You're feeling disconnected. And so you're having a difficult time coming together. So if you think of the relationship as the child that is expressing the symptoms and you're together, you're going to work on getting your, your child to feel better and also the relationship to feel better. So in regards to that, like if you think of the relationship as a plant, something that you need to nurture, that you both need to nurture, not just one person, that works really well. And um, if it's a, a somewhat healthy relationship, if you have two people that are healthy individuals, you may not be getting along really well, um, but nonetheless, you're both empathetic, you're both compassionate, you both want the best for each other, whether you're together or you're not. However, if you're dealing with a partner that is antagonistic, right? Or the buzzword now is, which is a word that I'd rather you not use when you go to counseling with your partner, because a lot of therapists don't know how to work with narcissistic personalities. And so I just recently in the last year have been taking a lot of classes learning about this personality style. Um, I've been dealing with this personality style for many years in my practice and in my personal life, but nonetheless, I didn't realize that it was narcissistic, um, a narcissistic personality, but yet the patterns, and that's something that I want you to, to focus on patterns of your partner, the behaviors of your partner, how your partner is like how you feel when you're with your partner. Um, and so something that I um, want you to realize that in a toxic relationship, you're not going to feel like your partner is your partner and the connection isn't going to be there. Um, and it, you know, and everybody says, oh, well, it was there in the beginning and the beginning is the greatest thing. But when you're dealing with an antagonistic person, if they are narcissistic, they're going to love bomb the shit out of you in the in the beginning of the relationship. That's the charming part, right? That's they're going to make you feel like you're great and everything is fantastic. And then that goes away. They cannot hold on to the connection. And the reason is because they don't do well with vulner being vulnerable, being compassionate and being empathetic. Empathy for a, for a narcissistic personality style person um, is like kryptonite for Superman. You know what I mean? Like being vulnerable for a narcissistic individual, if you think of Dracula coming out in the middle of the day and the sun hits Dracula, that's what vulnerability and um, being empathetic feels like they're they're allergic to these emotions. So unfortunately, you want to go to therapy. You want your the connection with your partner. 
but your partner is on a different uh, plane. You're not dealing with someone that is um, that wants the same thing that you want. Okay, so that's why the goals of the relationship you need to figure out what the goals are like what the goals are for you your partner if it's if they are not uh if they're not a healthy individual they're not going to have goals and the goals that they're going to come up with are for you to change but they're not going to change and in in a couple's session that can be very painful for you because you're going there and you may not know what you're dealing with and the therapist may not know what they're dealing with so one of the things that like if you need to if you need to do couples therapy because there's a court case like that you're dealing with because you're children and you're divorcing or whatever it is but you have to by court you have to do um 10 sessions or something like that sometimes the court orders you to do couples therapy or co-parenting Make sure that you keep notes and you bring notes, bring your journal to, not your journal, but a notepad to the therapeutic room. Focus on the person's behaviors and the patterns that you see. For example, if you see their boundaries being rigid, you write examples of that. If you see um, patterns of uh, what, it, like grandiosity, reacting to criticism or expressing whenever you express um, a an idea of some sort what types of um, patterns speech patterns that you see focus on that bring that to the therapeutic room um, and also like make sure you give examples like give examples of and take really good notes if you are dealing with you know if you have children and you're dealing with a narcissistic person um in the therapeutic space make sure that um you keep tabs on actually you know make sure that you're very well regulated and um if you do go and get emotional and you go to a therapist that doesn't know how to work with this type of personality style um, and you go in with a lot of emotion as you should, you're being hurt and you're being emotionally abused and gaslighted and all that stuff. If the person, the, your partner, um, if they are narcissistic, they're going to be very quiet. They're going to turn the, the therapeutic session to feel, you know, to feed them. They're going to charm the therapist um, a lot of them do, and you're going to be perceived as the problem. You're going to be perceived as the one that has the issues in this relationship. And that could be very, very harmful to you in that space. Um, another thing that I want to bring forward to you is to, um, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of people come to therapy hoping that the therapist, uh, is able to change this person. This person is not going to change. They are who they are. It's like being a person that's being an introvert, they will always be introverted. They might be extroverted in a in a safe small circle of friends, but at the end of the day, they're an introvert. Um 
people with this type of personality style, narcissistic personality style, that's who they are. They will always be. So no matter you know, what therapist you go to in regard, if they do know this style, um, they could be the best, the seasoned and whatever, you know, the best of the best, the most seasoned therapist, the one that really knows. And you're going to feel like every session is like the, the last session. You're not going to move forward. I've, I've been there where I am the therapist and it's like, okay, guys, We've been doing this for five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, and it's still the same. Um, in a healthy relationship, the, the relationship moves pretty quickly. Um, and then in a toxic relationship, you may be perceived that the relationship is moving, but also ask yourself who is doing most of the work in this relationship to get the relationship moving. Then once the, the therapist steps away, the person cannot, the person with the toxic personality um, cannot hold the vulnerability, the connection, the all that other stuff on a regular basis. Um, and you're going to end up being square one at some point or another. But, you know, a lot of people don't leave this, these types of relationships. They stay for whatever reasons. You know, sometimes they're on the fence. Um, Sometimes there's a lot of confusion because there's a lot of emotional abuse that's happening, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of denying and attacking. This is something that I see too in the in a therapeutic relate in the in the therapeutic space where um, the person might have the person that is not antagonistic um, may have a concern, and then the antagonistic person will deny that and will attack back and then it's the reverse right it's called darvo the deny they attack and then they reverse the 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 attackers the offender so they become they become the one that is offended they become the victim they and then the person that has the complaint becomes the attacker when it's all the reverse but they have a tendency to do this, and if the if the therapist isn't doesn't catch this in the therapeutic space, you're going to be, and they and they align with this person, um, you're going to feel like you're going fucking crazy. You're going to self doubt. They might even pathologize you with an illness, um, when in reality you're dealing with a really difficult individual. And that can be very, very hurtful to you. So if you need to, like if you're having difficulties with your relationship with your partner, make sure that your partner is healthy. It's not, you know, they're not toxic. And if they are healthy, by all means, seek therapy, you know, seek couples counseling, seek therapy. Um, if they are in this, if you're having the same, you know, the same argument over and over and over and over again, and your partner is denying anything and you're the, you're at fault for everything and everything is your fault. Um, not that you're perfect or anything like that, then you are probably better off dealing, you know, going to individual therapy with a therapist that is, 
well-versed with this personality style so that if you choose to leave that relationship, you can receive the proper support. And if you are on the fence, you can still receive the proper support. And if you decide to stay because you have younger children or whatever, just so that you know what to expect and how to thrive as best as you can in this type of rigid, you know, environment that is, you're going to feel like you're self-sabotaging, but you're not. And you, you're going to need the support if you're going to, if you decide to stay in this relationship. So uh, let's see what else that I wanted to share with you. And also um, a question that I receive a lot is like, you know, can they change? Can they change temporarily for a moment for a few weeks, but change like intrinsic change to go from uh, being a narcissist to a person, you know, like a, a healthy person or from go from toxicity to healthy? No, no, this is who they are. It's just like you being who you are. Can you be them? Um, and the chances of that is no. Um, in order for them, like I said, in order for a narcissistic person to do the work, it requires them to take responsibility for their behaviors. It takes vulnerability. It takes a lot of empathy and compassion. And like I said before, empathy and compassion and vulnerability um, they can fake it. They can, they're very performative and it's believable. Um, and that's why people stay for as long as they do in toxic relationships is because they're very good, like actors and they, they pretend and they're able to pretend. And it's really, really sad. I see it all the time, um, where, you know, these individuals are left and, um, it's really hard when they come to the realization that the person that they were in partnership with is not the person that they were in partnership with. They're cold. Um, and so do they change? No, they don't. And that's radical acceptance, you know, and with that comes a lot of cognitive dissonance. And so that's what I have for you, um, this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, a lot of you know that I've been dealing with a lot of personal things and I am doing well. I am back um, on track um, emotionally and physically and spiritually. I am doing really well. I thank you for the messages of, of concern and well wishes and all that jazz. And um, one of the things that I have coming for you is I have a retreat in March. Um, that is a very small group of women, um, a group of six. I have that coming in March. I have a support group for narcissistic abuse survivors um, in the works as well. And so keep coming to the podcast. You know, um, there's going to be some meditations that I'm going that I have written down for here, for YouTube, for you to, you know, uh, work on your somatic release, release trauma from your bodies. There's a lot coming this year, um, 2024. And so you're going to see more of my 
as you're going to see more of me stepping into my power more and more and more this year. And I'm bringing you along. I want you to step into your power and learn to listen to your intuition. Your intuition is always right. My intuition was always on point. And so I want to be here as a support system for you, whether you can afford therapy or not. Um, I will be providing you these videos to help you along your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for your patience and waiting for me. And thank you for all of your messages. Thank you for reaching out. And please be well. Take good care of yourself. And once again, if this resonated with you, leave me a review on my podcast. Like and share and subscribe if this is more information that you want to help the channel with and help me bring forward all of these um, videos to more people. And again, van a venir más videos y um, podcasts en español para la gente latina porque este abuso narcisista de las personas narcisistas necesitan, esto necesita parar, especialmente el abuso del machista. Y eso también tenemos que hablar. Okay, thank you so much. Mil gracias. Adiós. Chao, hasta la próxima semana.